Yeah, so this is, uh, this is uh, Bordeaux Diaries. It's a bit obvious, but do you want to tell us where you are? I'm in Bordeaux, Matthew. This is Bordeaux Diaries, a year in the life of DMU student Callum Taylor as he studies drama in France and in French. I've progressed in maquette. I'm now making 40 tiny paper chairs. It takes me two hours to make 10. That's amazing. So in maquette, previously, you have been making this scale model of a theatre which you have to transport to and from university on your 40-minute bus ride every day. Yes. And now you're making... 40 chairs. Yes, because I wanted to be different, so I decided that it'd be a good idea to have the audience on the set, so I need to make more chairs for audience members. When we were talking about this before, I think you decided you were going to stage a Chekhov play. Three Sisters, was it? Three Sisters, that's correct. With the cast entirely naked, which set off an incredible reaction in your class who couldn't believe it and your lecturer said she was going to have to go and reread the whole play imagining them all with no clothes on yeah has she i don't know i've been trying to avoid her that's a bit difficult when you've got to go to lectures i've become pretty good at it go on well what you do is you just try and stay as far away from them as possible so you have been going to the lectures still though yeah yeah you just haven't been talking to anyone since your radical ideas about wearing no clothes. Yeah, I've managed to get out of it. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to do naked people anymore. I think I'm just going to have everyone wearing a sack, potato sack, do you know what I mean? I'm now doing my own little performance and a big grand spectacle, which is a big like spectacle, which means like show. In April, with like a, another group, with a group of three other students, and our text that we've got is Piero the dog. And in the, in the meeting for it, we had to make like a little a marionette of like a dog. So we used a bottle, a mop head and some feathers on a wooden stick. I've got a photo that I can send you. So those are, so those are two of your modules. You've got maquette and marionette. What about the rest of your university modules? I've got one called dramaturgy, like dramaturgy, which uh, I'd had a presentation on my own for 25 minutes in French that I did the other, the other week. And how did that go? I mean, before, I wouldn't have said that you thought your French was up to that. I bossed it. Well done. And now can you tell me how to say that in French? How to say I bossed it? Yep. Oh, God, I don't know. Well, I don't believe you, then. Well, I didn't have to say I bossed it in in the presentation, did I? Are you sure? That's um, quite a key phrase. Yeah, no. Stop, I wish you'd stop like, doing this. Yeah, well, anyway, it went well. Um, what I did was, it was uh, about some French opera, and I had, because there was no English translation for it, I had to translate it myself, the bits that I was studying. It's like a textual analysis, which is what we do in DMU quite a lot, so I was all right with it. So translated it to English, did the work in English, translated it using generic internet-based translation service into French, and then Valerie helped me uh, translate it so that it actually made sense. Hang so on. kind of kind of cheated, but... They said it was really good, so... You're on an Erasmus year to learn more French, studying drama in France, in Bordeaux. Yeah. You used... Generic internet-based translation service. I use generic internet-based translation service on a daily basis. And does it work well? Not really well, but... I mean, often I can... Often my French is good enough so that I'll use generic internet-based translation service, and then I'll be able to see what the error is and, like, correct it myself. I don't use it for like whole sentences, just for certain words.
I made my own ma- lemon mayonnaise. That was beautiful. What, as part of one of your drama modules? <laughs> no, 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 with Valerie. So you've been helping Valerie more with the cooking, or has she been teaching you? Um, I've more been like a sous chef, watching and taking notes mentally. And what have you cooked so far? Sap, fish, mayonnaise, and potatoes, um, and helped with some soup. That's about it. So far, I've only done it like three nights. Because now they're on like a health kick, so like we're having soup and salad most nights. But not tonight. Tonight is duck and sap, and I'm already watering in the mouth. I've just I've realised that English people are hilarious when they're on their own on the phone, like you know when they're like on public transport because they're way more loud and open because I think they think no one can understand them. So I heard I had one conversation. It was like, hey, no, come on now, silly. We have skiing to look forward to in Feb, don't we? Hey, and I seem to remember this advice being the other way round. We don't worry about it until we cross that bridge. <laughs> Remember you telling me that? Exactly. Now, come on, pick yourself up and go get them. Look, I thought I had the negative chakra, not you. <laughs> okay, well, how about this then? We can both be negative chakra because two negatives makes a positive, right? I'll be more negative to make us both positive. That's how it works, right? And I looked at her like, are you kidding me? And she must have realised that I'd understood everything because the phone call quickly ended. <laughs> have you seen many other English people whilst you've been there then? Well, I saw I met another one the next day on the bus. It was this old man and I asked him in French if he wanted to sit in my seat because he was old and there was no other seats. And I'm just a great guy. And he was like, no, 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 but where are you from? In like a really posh English English accent. But he's obviously French, but he's done a lot of English. And he was, you know, when people get old, they get a bit um, skew-whiff, let's say, in his mind. He uh, proceeded to talk to me about a website that, when it started, rivaled Wikipedia or something. And he started saying random words to me or something. And then he wrote wrote all these things down on a piece of paper and gave it to me. Do you want me to get it and read it out to you? Oh, yeah, go on. It's a bit difficult to make out because the bus is really bumpy. Noll D, list of Desi fiction, mind. Is this written in French and you're translating for us? Some words are English, some words are French. French. Mind a quarterly service severance of philosophy. Diffusion, null MNC zero. Strict implications. He kept saying that to me a lot. Strict implications. A man just sat on a bus and said these things to you. How did you respond to him? A lot of smiling and nodding. It's generally the way to get by abroad. There's a little tip for me if you go abroad. Just smile and nod and you'll probably be okay. But then if they frown, shake your head and then leave. So it wasn't a language barrier that was the problem, it was the fact that he was perhaps losing his marbles. Yes, yes. And uh, he then, once he'd given me this piece of paper, he asked me what I do, and I told him I do drama and everything, so then he started, but basically he wrote, he writes like papers on philosophy, or he he used to write papers on philosophy, some in English, some in French, so I think this website has, he gave some he, he like um, donated some of his essays to this website but then anyway once i told him i was a drama student he started reciting shakespeare to the whole bus and then he'd stop right before one bit and then he'd look at me and be uh, nod and be like you know it right what's the next bit and i'd just be like sorry i don't know it and eventually he just got really um really disappointed with me and stopped talking to me and doing the shakespeare <laughs> how did he 
identify that you were English? Do you think it was your accent? It must have been. I was just like, would you like to sit here? And he was just like, oh, no, no, but um, whereabouts in England are you from? And it's just like, oh, for f***'s sake, he knows already. That's the worst, when they can tell straight away. I wish they'd just speak in French, but people who know English, when they meet an English person, they're, they're absolutely buzzing. To, I, I'm really sorry I just said that, listeners. They're absolutely ecstatic to have the chance to speak English. Why Why was that a problem? Because it's really annoying. What, saying buzzing? Oh, well, well that. It's just, I, just, I just don't think I like saying it anymore. I thought that it was a bit of a national stereotype, though, that the French are very keen for you, for us to speak French. They want French to be the global diplomatic language, whereas it's English at the moment. Are they really? Yeah, I thought they were quite conservative about their language. I think we need to be careful about who we're calling they. Okay, well, on an international stage, France and the people who represent France, like their politicians seem to want to conserve the French language. Yeah, there's this whole thing about the anglification of French. What, are English words becoming used in France more? Yeah, like stuff like iPad and, and um, Wi-Fi and stuff like that. Like When words come into use, in, it's always primarily in English and then there's never a French equivalent, so it's always English words that keep getting used. And have you come across anyone who's pro or against this? I probably have, but we haven't spoken about it. But so, everyone seemed quite keen to practice their English when talking to you. If, if they can speak English well, then they always want to. In the same way that if you haven't ridden a bicycle for 20 years and someone shows you a bicycle and you wanted to, and someone showed, because you learned, you spent a long time learning, and someone shows you a bicycle, you'd be like, oh yeah, I really want to ride that bicycle. Do you see what I mean? It's yeah. just a good chance to exercise your knowledge. But it's annoying when it's like, okay, you're just using me. Do you think that you'll be aware of that when you're back in England? And if you meet a French person, you'll allow yeah, them to speak English? Yeah, I'm them French. I'm going to try, especially if I've had a few drinks, I'll be speaking French as much as I possibly can. So maybe I'm being a hypocrite. Well, I am being a hypocrite. And do you think your French is improving from your time there? Yes, especially c- compared to when I first arrived. Yeah, and I was trying to work out how to ask someone for a lighter. Yeah, definitely. And are you still teaching Valerie and Philippe how to speak English? Yeah, mainly Valerie, but Philippe's improving a bit as well. But you know, Valerie's improving a lot as well, you know, I help her out with English. Are you still using Bordeaux Diaries as a teaching tool? I am indeed, yes. They love when you say Valerie and Philippe, they think it's hilarious because of your accent.